Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. Third day of December. Hope you are with the people of God today, celebrating the goodness of our Lord and anticipating Jesus. It's Advent One. It's the first Sunday of Advent, and the church around the world today turns its eyes towards Jesus and his arrival, and particularly, they turn it we turn our hearts to try and get our minds and our hearts into that mode of anticipating the Jesus with those of the first century. What were they experiencing? What were they bringing to the table in anticipation of Christ? And what were they looking for? And so we go into the prophetic scriptures that talk about Jesus and and his appearing. And well, they don't say Jesus, but we know it's Jesus. That's the beauty of looking back on it from our point of view. And they're anticipating a Messiah. What did that look like? This is an exciting time. Well, for us here on the DDP, we are in Luke chapter 4, and we're in verse 40, where Luke seems to do something on purpose, as far as I'm concerned. See if it feels that way to you in verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. Listen to the first line of the next verse. Now, when it was day, he departed. I think that Luke is setting us, setting the stage to show us that Jesus heals as the sun is setting. This is a Sabbath sun as the sun is setting and then on into the next day. We are taking our idea that it's the Sabbath based upon the the way this chapter has been flowing. He's been teaching in Capernaum on the Sabbaths. He heals a man in the synagogue on the Sabbath. And then he leaves the synagogue and goes to Simon's house. It's still the Sabbath, and he heals Simon's mother. And then as the sun is setting on the Sabbath, he heals and delivers all night long until the sun comes up the next day. Here's a Jesus who is working on the Sabbath, and then as Sabbath concludes, works into the next day or into the the eighth day, first day. Sunday is the first day or also the eighth day. It's a new day. And Christians of the first generation rallied around Sunday as a day to celebrate together in part because they were resurrection people, and so they were celebrating the fact that Jesus resurrected on a Sunday, but they were also celebrating the first day after a a day of rest. Judaism places the Sabbath at the end of the week, so it's work for six days and then rest. Christianity places its quote-unquote Sabbath at the first day of the week so that it's rest and then work. And, and you might 
think that those numbers are insignificant, but they're laid out in the scriptures that the seventh day was a day of rest. And, and a lot of Christians, by the way, would sti- they come from Jewish backgrounds, so they still didn't work on Sabbath, Jewish Sabbath, Saturday. But then they had to celebrate Christianity on Resurrection Day. So they would rest on their Jewish Sabbath, as in not go to work, and then get up early for two reasons on Sunday morning. One, they got up early because Jesus rose from the tomb before the sun came up. And two, they had to go to work. And so Sunday morning worship service preceded Sunday morning punch the clock, so to speak. And that's an anachronistic term, but you get what I mean. So Luke seems to have Jesus healing all through the Sabbath and then healing various diseases the night after the Sabbath as a way of taking us into sort of a new day. And he has the demonic for the second time in as many chapters, recognizing Jesus, this time recognizing him as Christ, the Son of God. In the 34th verse, the demon recognizes Jesus of Nazareth as the Holy One of God. In the 41st verse, the demon recognizes him as Christ, the Son of God. They're, the demons are having a progressive revelation. He's a man who's the Holy One of God. That's the first revelation back in verse 34. Then in 41, he's the anointed one. He's the Christ, the Son of God. But Jesus rebukes them, did not allow them to speak or did not allow them to say what they knew because they knew that he was the Christ. And so Jesus seems to be putting a cease, a cease and desist on the powers of darkness in regards to revealing who he is and A lot of times it's been taught, and it is taught, that Jesus does this because it's not his time, and he doesn't want that out there until it's time for him to go to the cross. And I think, I mean, those are valid thoughts, but I have my own. I'm I'm, I'm not alone, I'm sure. My thoughts is that Jesus doesn't want the revelation of who he is to come from the mouth of the demonic He wants the revelation of who he is to come from an encounter with the love of his Father. And so, a great revelation of Jesus is not the revelation that comes because a demon comes out and reveals that this is who Jesus is, but rather, a great revelation of Jesus is the goodness of God. This is why we're not leading people to Christ by showing them exorcisms, Hopefully, we're leading people to Christ by showing them the goodness of God. Paul doesn't say the power of God leads men to repent. He says the goodness of God leads men to repent. So it's not the heart of the Father that we learn the revelation of God's love through the voice of the demonic or through the power of God to cast out the demonic. That's, in a way, learning of God through the miraculous. It doesn't stick. What sticks is the goodness of God. And the goodness of God is part and parcel of the heart of God. It's what he shows Moses in the cleft of the rock. I'll show you my goodness. A revelation that can only be achieved in seeing God through Jesus. We finish chapter 4 tomorrow. See you then. God bless.